I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum! Astral Radio Z is a horror, cult, exploitation film podcast by filmmakers, critics, musicians, journalists, and fans for the film obsessed. Here is your host, Derek Terry. Welcome to another episode of Astro Radio Z. I'm your host, Derek Carey. And again, I'm here with my bud, Eric. And my girlfriend, Amy, decided to join us. Say hi to the listeners, Amy. Hi to the listeners. Ah, Amy is new <laughs> to the world of shot on video horror. This isn't even a horror movie we're doing today, is it? No, it's like a sleazy action movie, I think. So essentially the deal. We're going to be watching Nick Millard's Gun Blast today. And uh, we, <laughs> I've never seen this movie. This is uh, We're actually recording this pre-watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Amy. Have you ever watched a shot on video movie before in your life? Do you even know what shot I don't on know video what movies? You're talking about, so I don't know. Okay, I like I like that um, that you maybe haven't seen of a video, you know, or movie made on a on a camcorder, like a you know video camcorder from the eighties, because you know, because that's that's it's good. This is this is going to be interesting for you. I wish you'd have had reference to other more well known ones. Uh, but I think, you know, Derek will probably show you the ropes on those at some points. Well, I mean, I just sort of showed up and didn't know what we were doing. Right, right. <laughs> so I think uh, I think someday maybe video violence. I've already done episodes on no, video violence, but... Not an episode, but I mean, just saying for, for showing her. Okay, yeah. so what are movies... Uh, just for my listeners, I know the answer to this. Yeah. What are movies you gen, uh, generally don't like to watch, Amy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't like creepy horror movies. I don't like anything with sad endings. I like mm. feeling good at the end of movies mm. oh, or God. laughing really hard oh. or things that are super ridiculous. I don't like anything else really. <laughs> <laughs> so this is completely so video violence won't be in the cards. There. No, there's no, no, the, no, 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 no. I guess not. Jeez. Ah <laughs> uh, man. Well, there's plenty. There's plenty of other stuff that that would fall in the wheelhouse of a shot in video flick. That you might enjoy, but also hate. Did I just get uninvited? No, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> you, you and the pup have to go in the other room. Yeah. Well, this guys... is going to be interesting to see how this shakes out today. <laughs> this movie, uh, Gum Blast. Do you want to give like? Because I've never seen it. I mean, I know I Nick Millard through Crazy uh, Fat Athel and yeah. Criminally Insane yep. and some of the other movies he's done. But uh, do you want to give the listeners a little primer before we get into watching this movie? Sure. Uh, well, so I, just to preface, I've never seen this movie either. Um, the reason I wanted to see it is because uh, I really enjoy Nick Millard movies. I think Death Nurse 1 and 2 are absolutely hilarious. Um just because of how horrifically awful they are. And uh, I actually really enjoy uh, Criminally Insane because uh, I think it's it's really creepy. And for being from like 1975, it has a vibe that you don't get a lot you know, get a lot of day, you know, these days in horror movies. Um, and it's, it's reasonably well done. And then um, uh, Satan's Black Wedding, which I think came out the same year, or maybe the year after, mm-hmm. is a totally different film and it's really dark and kind of creepy and so it's kind of gothic yeah it's kind of gothic and it's yeah. you know and it's it's got some really good imagery in it so you know i, I like those films and i, I like the, the sort of dichotomy between 
the stuff he did in the seventies where he like seemingly tried really hard and like had something going, and then the stuff in the eighties, which is just like, oh, come on, man, you know. Like, well, I th- uh, the difference is when you have to shoot on film, you actually have to take care of and care about your what you're doing because right. that costs money, and there's exactly. it's a finite resource. Where once people had video camcorders, which what we're talking about shot on video, Amy, is that. Um, once VHS camcorders came out to the general populace, people started thinking, oh, I can make movies with these and sell these because video stores started Wait, started this is like up. a whole movie that they... They look like... This is where <laughs> oh. you're going to be like, oh, this looks like somebody's home movie. Oh, totally. But they were actually sold to video rental stores when video rental stores started, and people didn't know the wiser because the cases looked exactly like the regular movies. But then you take them home, and then be like, "Oh shit! Did my brother-in-law make this movie? What? What <laughs> yep, is this?" Yes. Yep. So, just like how it is now, how people, you know, you have phones that can shoot, you have DSLR cameras with SD cards, just an infinite resource of being able to continue to shoot and shoot and shoot, and not really care about the quality of it. Right. Film, you only get. So much film. Right. It costs so much right. money to process that, to Even buy more it, back to, then, yeah. So you got to get it right. right. you got to care about what you're doing. Where yeah. once you had video camcorders, it's like, ah, whatever. I'll yeah, I mean. Shoot this. And- you rent the Betamax, uh, you know, cam for the weekend. And you, you'd have two long 10-hour days. And you have a fucking movie at the end of it. Right. Which is, you know, and a lot of, and but interestingly, though, a lot of times you would end up with something that had it, you know, been blessed with a bigger budget, would have been a movie that more people paid attention to and, and gave actual, you know, um, you know, gave actual time to and actually liked, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of movies, you know, I can think of that are shot in video that I think are still good, which is why I wanted to watch, like, I mentioned Fatal Images mm-hmm. being really good, and, you know, Night, Night Ripper and, um, you know, the other movies that guy made, I'm trying to think, um, but anyways, you know, there's a few movies like that. Like Video Violence had, had a bigger budget. Yeah. Satan Place had, right. had a bigger budget. You know what I mean? So so, so there's a charm to these things. They have their own sort of vibe and their own sort of look. And uh, I think there's also a lot of things that they get away with in these films that you wouldn't get away with in uh, other movies that have higher budgets and have, you know, people like saying, no, you got to cut this or no, you got to do that. No, it's your own thing. So there's a lot of ridiculous stuff to, to the good and to the bad. So... I'll take your word for it. Okay, there's some, and, and there's plenty of, and there's plenty of stuff like I mentioned, like Nick Millard, um, you know, in in Death Nurse. There's one scene that sticks out to me the most, where some lady is just making a sandwich for like five minutes, <laughs> and literally, it's a shot of her making a sandwich for five minutes, which you wouldn't do with film. Nobody no. would want to sit there and film five and minutes waste of film. film. I mean, come on, that's got to be like you know, I'm sure that's thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. You know what <laughs> just I mean? for a five minute sequence, yeah, of some of some person making a fucking sandwich, and then the kill is you know three seconds tops, you know, and it's just like. But no matter what the film costs, why would you film making a sandwich? Well, and so that's there's artistic choices in these films <laughs> that, that are that are of, um, of questionable uh, validity. It, Amy, it, it's quote unquote art. Art. Right. Whenever you whenever you're like why whenever you're like why is this happening? The answer is art. <laughs> or the answer is I'm going to get paid for this. 
And it's true because, <laughs> Who like, for well, but like Derek mentioned, you know, back in the 80s, when the home video market was starting to really take off and it was booming, I mean, you Big know, time. I mean, we, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how old you are, I'm not going to assume your age, but if you were, you, you, you don't have to tell me anything. <laughs> you have to disclose my listeners okay. demand to know this? the facts. I don't need a number. Did you go to, <laughs> did you go to video stores when you were young? Of okay, of course, of course means then you know it's so, so, you know, <laughs> video stores. So I can make assumptions now based on, make some assumptions based, based on that. Based on this data. <laughs> and when you went to these video stores, did they have VHS and beta tapes in them? I don't know. Oh, well, VHS probably. You, you well, of tape? course VHS. Okay, of course VHS, right. There we go. So that's good enough. So so you remember Friday night, I want to see some movies. I'm not going to the movies. I, You know, you remember how busy it was in the video stores. I remember my mom and pa video store was insane. Booming all the time. All the time. And so there was money to be made. And it didn't matter, for horror fans, it didn't matter a lot of times if it was a good movie or not. Oh. Because... All it was was, hey, it's a movie I haven't seen. The cover is unbelievable. Yeah. The preface and the premise, rather, is unbelievable. Huckster salesman, man. Oh, yeah. Which is like, you know, like I'll just give an example. This is us nerding out. But Blood Cult. Mm -hmm. When I first saw that cover, I was like, I have to see that fucking fucking movie. With blood. (laughs) With blood all over it. I mean, what what would you not want to see about that? You know, like. Was it really good? Well, and so it's the first, one of the first movies. That was shot on, on video, released to the home video market, one of the first, and people ate that shit up. It was oh, successful. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what other filmmakers were like, I don't need a lot of money to put out something. I can get a cover made that costs whatever. I can spend a grand or three at most and like rent a cam and like, you know, right. get this crap out there and then I can make exponentially amount of money back. And then at some point, the bubble's going to burst and people are like, oh my God, this is... I'd rather be watching actual filmed-on-film right. movies where, exactly. like I had said before, these were bait-and-switches. Yeah, oh, totally. The way they were oh, sold totally. were, were, oh, I'm going to take home... Because at that point, the studios that were making the big-budget movies didn't want to relinquish their rights, their licensing rights, to home video because they wanted to keep it exclusive to movie theaters. They just wanted... Because they owned the movie theaters. Yep. They made all the money from that and they figured once they put it into rental shops that they lost that repeat money from each subsequent view that the people would have of those movies. Which is why it was insanely expensive to buy movies back in the day. Like, like if you wanted, bucks. Yeah, like if you wanted to buy a, buy a movie, own it outright, it was like 80, 100, 150 dollars to buy. Just one tape. Yeah, which is why the rental, which made sense. They set it all up. This was all a big ruse. They wanted you to rent the movie so if they knew they could get rental fees out of you and late fees and all that stuff, they were going to try to put as much stuff in front of you because you're not going to deal with having the same 20, 30 movies to watch over and over again. You've got to have, you know, especially in horror, you got to have tons of garbage to select, Yeah. which is why, you know, after you've seen all the Friday the 13th, after you've seen all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, what are you watching next? Oh, I guess I'm going to go pull Death Nurse off the yeah. shelf. And- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to get Blood Cult. Right. And, right. That, and, right. and let's be very clear and honest about this. Nobody would, in, with their right mind, would walk into a video store, normal person, and rent Blood Cult. Mm-hmm. If they knew what it looked like. Yeah. And, I mean, it yeah. was a real movie. Yeah. I mean, let's be Absolutely. honest. It, it's actually like, take a, a movie filmed on film and just film it with a camcorder. It still had good editing. So yeah. it had relatively decent acting. Oh, yeah. A score. The it still felt the like a movie. Yeah. But it looked like somebody's home video. Right. If you didn't know better... If your setup was bad enough, you might think it was a 
fucking snuff film, you know, at some point. Well, that's some of the charm know? of some of that, right. like video violence, exactly. for sure. That's totally what that is. And there's, you know, but they had the campiness to them where they, you know, a lot of those video movies didn't have that cruelty that you get, like, you know, with the later sort of shot on video sort of stuff, or like, you know, the stuff that the Japanese... Or the stuff that's going on now. Right, right, yeah. where it's just like torture porn, essentially. Like Lolita yeah. vibrator torture. <laughs> right. We yeah. covered that on fucking Orgy Castle. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That was the last straw. I'm like, dude, yeah. I can't do this shit anymore. Please yeah. don't make me watch any more of this. Yeah, I, you know, and I'm not... It's not that I'm morally opposed. It's that I'm opposed to spending my time watching something that I do not elicit any joy from. Yep. You know, and I watch it, I'm like, this is... I could deal with like 30 seconds of this and be like, okay, I've seen this. I was also 17 and, and had access to fucking, you know, whatever shitty uh, Rotten.com or whatever the fuck was around yeah. back then, you know, yeah. back when. And this and that's the thing I was going to mention, too. This being before the internet, obviously with all the shot and video stuff, you only had word of mouth. You had the people in the shop, and you had anyone else who was stupid or brave or whatever enough to have rent, rented the movie yeah. and actually seen it and could give you any sort of review. And the people in the video store... A lot of them were either they didn't watch it because it was too crappy even for them, or they're like they're not going to tell you it's horrible because then they're not going you're not going to spend money with them. So I mean, that's what it came down to. But later on, you know, I mean, I remember you know when I first started seeing these movies, was the first time I ever saw Cannibal Campout. Yeah. Like I was like I had no idea what I was really in and for. And that cover is something. And it really attracts you. You know, it really is like wow. I I love garbage. <laughs> I love I love I love violence. I, I've seen all these other movies that are here. Let's get this going. So know. Amy had a very confounded look on her face when you said, I love garbage. <laughs> what was running through your head when he, when he said that? Well, Just like, so is that it, that this is a genre? Uh, garbage well, movies are my favorite, and so... <laughs> You know That's what? Why we're you, watching. You've got this. You've got this down already. I think oh, you okay. really do because get it. because I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like things that probably from a critical standpoint are at least more lauded. You know, I, I like yeah. typical movies a lot too. But I lo- I love watching trash. If you look at if you looked at all the movies in my basement, you saw a lot of them look horrible, right? That's because most of them are. <laughs> but yep. I still enjoy them. I mean, I don't want to judge. <laughs> no, no, it's not judging. It's it's you know you can't you can't look at any Milligan film and not realize it's shit. It's going to be shit. <laughs> it's shit. It's but it's the kind of shit where like you watch it and you and you get some sort of enjoyment from it. I don't know what part of my brain is like, you know, fucking triggering in the good way yeah. when, when I'm watching these things. I just know that I get some sort of enjoyment from laughing at how bad they are. And, and, from, and then from thinking too deep about, God, what was he thinking when he shot this? Yeah. Or where was this made and what did he? how did he get that horrible effect? You know, like... Me, personally, it's always the fascination with how far people will go with things. Yes. Like, it's it, it's something so weird and so out of the norm. It's like, <laughs> where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. Oh, That's absolutely. what's more interesting to me, I think, yeah. now. Yeah. Before we get into this, Amy... <laughs> Seems how this was, uh, this is a VHS copy we're watching, and this is your first foray. I want you, hey, here's the c- copy of Gum Blast. This is, when you see this, can you describe to listeners what's what this case is showing you right now? The VHS copy, the front cover, what's on the front cover of Gum Blast? Yeah, I, I, so I wouldn't watch this on my own, um, <laughs> judging by the cover, since that's... Supposedly, that's how you guys choose your movies, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, 80% true, yeah. You know, I'm loving this right now. Super <laughs> cheesy, 80s-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, the title, Gun Blast, looks like kind of trying to be comic book. 
a guy with a shotgun and an old car. I, it not does not, not interesting. <laughs> what about the back? Oh. Look at the back. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you can see these people a little more clearly. I'm a little interested in the lady with the, like, 80s bouffant red bra pose. <laughs> I'm not sure what the guy on the bottom is doing. Um, what is that? Boy, I'm going to have to look a little closer at that, oh, if, yeah. you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, well, I'm not really sure what the hell that is. Um, he's holding a shotgun with one hand, which I want to tell him, I want to jump through this and be like, hey, Hunter safety class, hello, you don't hold a fucking shotgun with one well. hand. You just don't do it. You don't do that with any gun, because that's what happens in movies only, but... That would ruin the fun of Gun Blast. Of course. I also want to point out, too, on the cover, the, the title Gun Blast is all one word, but if you turn it over and look at the title here, it's Mogul Presents Gun Space Blast, which really annoys me for some reason. I just have this OCD thing about that. The movie's called, <laughs> is it called Gun Blast or it's Gun Blast? What fucking word is it? <laughs> but what's the difference? Well, th there's a space in one and not a space oh, no, in the I other. <laughs> it's very, it's very, very disturbing. <laughs> To me. I, I need to know organizational purposes in my mind because because the other thing about movies is there's so many movies that have the same fucking title and that's what makes it hard because I, and there's probably not a ton of movies that have you know gun blast as a title but I mean you know this is a collector's mentality right right, right. this is OCD this is OCD I right. have a shelf in which I'm alphabetically putting yes. these in order yep and Holy fuck, this fucks up everything. Yes, and, and, and it's just, you know, it's like, what, God, what movie was I looking for um, the other day? Oh, Body Count. So there are, there's a, so many different movies that are called Body Count, and there's also a couple that are called Body Count, all one word. So if I want to find the specific Body Count movie that I'm looking for, it's really fucking hard. And so, you know, I was searching for years for this one movie. And finally, somebody elicited it on some fucking lame group that I'm on. And, and I was like, oh, my God, that's the cover. That's the, that's the movie I've been looking for. And I went for it. And, of course, some guy was like, oh, you know, I got this, like, way before I could respond. And I was like, no, because I've had, I've had <laughs> a listing. I've had a safe search on my eBay account for probably four years. And every time, and it's always like body count. The rap fucking CD comes up, or like you know, fucking like <laughs> cop killer, right? Or it'll be like body count, like one of the other eighty movies that it, you know it's called body count. Like the or occasionally it's that Italian body count. Yeah, uh, I can't remember who directed that. Uh, Is that a Henry Silva movie? I don't remember. I have it. I have a. I think I only have a bully cover, but it's an Italian flick, and sure. uh, and it's a slasher, and it's it's ridiculous but and there's also a, a shot in video movie called body count all one word but but i was just, like i was saying that's just that's just that's just sort of there's why more than one gun blast is that that's well, so so i'm curious that i'd be worried that if i was going to do a search of this on, on ebay you know you just never know or somewhere you just never know on amazon you, you know you never know if someone's gonna be like oh it's gun blast and they might have this listed for someone me or whoever and they don't get a copy because they're not searching for all one word gun blast mm -hmm. you know or it's just in my mind organizationally it's like fuck is there another movie called gun blast and should I care? You know, like, is this, is this, I need, I need, I need, I absolutely, I absolutely need every movie named Gun Blast. Absolutely. I think I'm just going to start buying every fucking movie called Body Count to get them out of circulation. And so eventually I'll get the one I want. It'll be cheaper probably in the but end. But you'll open it and it won't be the No, and it'll be the wrong tape. It'll be, inevitably I'll get like, you know, it'll be like Kindergarten Cop or something. Like Dude, that. all right, folks, we're going to stop this. And uh, we're going to take a break here on the podcast. And when we come back, 
will have watched the masterpiece that I'm hoping will be Nick Millard's Gum Blast. So uh, any final words, Amy, before you get your first shot, taste of shot on video? Oh, man. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck. <laughs> You're really jumping to the deep end here, uh, I got to say. Uh, I don't even know... How to um, we just put this into perspective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's be this great. this better be good. <laughs> it's better be good. Shit. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> well, Drug dealers, barbarians, even drug dealing alien ninja terrorist barbarians, Daniel has faced them all, and survived. But now, he is faced with a new threat. A threat that cannot be faced alone. To conquer this new enemy, Daniel must call on his friends. We've got company. Shoot her! Shoot her! She's the imposter! 
we can do this the easy way or the hard way. This is our finest artwork. Your box art made a promise! Don't do anything stupid. Where'd you hide the diamonds? From the top shelf, this place looks a lot smaller. You're out of line, Daniel. And we're out of time. Top shelf? Mm. That's nice and lovely. I prefer the bottom rack. Nice rack. This summer, reach for the bottom. It's a trick. Daniel, don't click the blue wire. This is bottom shelf entertainment. This is your top shelf lifestyle, baby! Woo! The bottom rack. Mockbuster Summer. You see, anybody can see a great film. But the diehard movie watcher, the real film fan. And there's nothing you or anyone else can do to stop me. Where are you? Those are the types of people that watch this. Four weeks, four films, forced to watch this horror. The bottom rack, mock bus to summer. Earth Defense Force, reach for the bottom. Coming this July. You are listening to Astro Radio Z. Astro Zombies, before we get into the episode proper, I have to set this up a little bit. We did this on the fly, and our friend Rich, who you guys know from the episode that we did on George Romero's Martin, decided to pop in and join us and watch Gum Blast with us. He's in this main part of the episode talking. We kind of introduce him, but not really. Um, so if you hear this third voice, 
that you're not familiar with other than Amy and Eric. That is my friend, Rich. So hope you guys enjoy this. Let's continue. So welcome back, folks, from the break. We just got done watching the absolute cinematic masterpiece that was Nick Millard's Gun Blast, which we found out was the sequel to another movie. What was the other movie? Uh, 357 Magnum, I believe, is the, is, is the sequel to that. And then he had another movie. I don't know if it's tied in or not, but it's called The Terrorists. It might have been part of a loose trilogy, I'm not really sure, but it's for sure a sequel to 357 Magnum, which is another Nick Millard film that I don't own amazingly, so. And now that we watched the sequel, <laughs> uh, Amy, did you feel that you were lost at all? Like you had missed key portions of the plot of this film. There's no plot. <laughs> I, I would be very surprised if the, the first film that this is a sequel to has a plot. I, uh, no. No. Nothing. There was so, nothing. So, listeners, here's what the back of the VHS box says is the plot of said movie Gun Blast. He is loose again, and no one is safe. Grant is an ex-convict, just released from an eight-year stretch in San Quentin. He gets involved in the twilight world of an international narcotics syndicate, importing heroin into the United States. The stakes are high, and the risks are great in this hard-hitting powerhouse action thriller. Now, Rich, do you believe any of these words that are written here on the back of the box? I, I think I missed the, the crime syndicate. I saw... <laughs> you saw three guys? I saw... I didn't... Oh, I saw two guys. I saw the, oh, sorry, the Latin Hal Holbrook. Uh, <laughs> and I saw one other... The, the gun juggler. That was it. That was the entire syndicate. Oh, yeah. There's two guys. And, wow. <laughs> Amy... This is your first foray into Dick Millard and uh, quote-unquote shot on video. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, I don't think... I think you're think you right. I don't think this is shot on video. Yeah. I think this is shot on film. This was definitely shot on film. Or Any? at the very most, if it was shot on video, it was maybe transferred to film later, but even then it doesn't seem likely based on what I'm seeing here. The reason why uh, you picked this for this episode is that you looked in your encyclopedia, Analog yeah. Nightmares, yeah. and it's listed as a shot on video film. Yeah. We pop it in, and yes, there are interstitials that were obviously created on a film toaster for, for tape. Yeah. But the movie itself has scratch marks. Absolutely. That only can be present on stuff shot on film. On film, right. <laughs> so. Right. So I, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, and this is a reference to the, the book Analog Nightmares by Richard Mogg, which definitely you should still check out. But listing this as a shot in video film I think is erroneous. And if someone out there has some evidence to the contrary, please, I want to, I want to see it and, or hear it or see what you have to say or whatever. But... Because I think this is not shot on video. So, Amy, I feel like you've given you a really bad intro to shot on video because you didn't watch a, a shot on video flick. But oh, I'll give you another chance. Okay, We're, good. Are you disappointed? <laughs> no. Uh, are you? Are, are, Amy, are you Amy, disappointed? Are you disappointed? Sorry. <laughs> um, well, 
I don't know that I had any expectations. I probably mm-hmm. should have had some. It's all right. Um, this was not good. <laughs> In what it, way it, was it, this not good? That whole <laughs> the description of the film that you read, not even close. Mm-hmm. I don't think they watched the movie when they wrote that. Oh, oh I can good. guarantee that that's the fact. And IMDb summed it up. I think what they basically said was a woman hires a hitman to kill her ex-boyfriend and then falls for that hitman. So that kind of that kind of makes sense. It 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 does. Um, the movie itself plays out like this. We get introduced at the beginning of this movie to a drug deal in which on an ongoing motif that would play itself out <laughs> through the film three or four separate shots None of them shot in the same area, (laughs) edited together to make it look like these things are happening at the same time, where this guy walks up by a chain link fence that almost looks like it's at like an airport with a big box of flowers, which obviously (laughs) is supposed to be the drugs. Right, it's supposed to represent drugs because you always transport your drugs in flower boxes. Yes, brings them (laughs) over to these two guys. One guy that's dressed head to toe in denim, yep. and the other guy in a suit that we're supposed to believe these are two Mexican individuals. Right, which they didn't look very Mexican or all. sound very Mexican to me, but I guess maybe that's me being stereotypical. So fine, they're Mexicans, great, sure. For the sake of argument. We'll just go with it. We'll in, go with it. In Nick Millard's world, these were Mexican these individuals. probably the only two Mexicans he ever met in his whole life. But <laughs> So they walk up. He hands him over, and <laughs> this other guy walks down the street, stands, and aims a gun at the denim guy. Yeah. For at least three or four minutes. Oh, my God, at least. The denim guy gets the drugs, then proceeds to walk all the way over. <laughs> and we're supposed to believe there's a standoff going on between these two guys. But it's two different shots. Two completely different shots. It, it's different one shot of a guy just holding a gun. And another shot of a guy driving and then walking towards this guy holding a gun. But, but you never see them in the same <laughs> shot ever. There's never any indication that they're occupying the same space. <laughs> even like the same day or time you know I mean and that happens what three other times every 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 action sequence that happens action sequence actually quote unquote thank you thank you for thank you for putting that in perspective yeah the the line on the back of here that says it's a hard hitting powerhouse action thriller is actually erroneous (laughs) oh my god it's totally erroneous there's nothing hard hitting and action I mean yeah I guess but you know, I've seen erotic thrillers with more action than this thing fucking had. You know? This is more in line with an erotic thriller because yeah. this really, movie yeah. essentially is the story of the 63-year-old man <laughs> right. who supposedly gets out of jail, walks right. around, looks like 42nd Street in New York, yeah. goes to some titty places because yeah. there's... If anything, this movie is a fetish video for guys that really oh. like nipples. Oh, my God. There's so much nipple playing like going on in this film like like there's it, and that's what's one thing it's you know Nick Millard shot some skin flicks in the late 60s and 70s and there are scenes literally lifted from those movies that are just interspersed into this thing randomly I think three times yeah and it's literally the first scene is just a girl playing with her nipples and trying to trying lick to lick her, her nipples yeah. but she can't do it yeah for like five minutes and and 
I'm thinking to myself, you could have put an action scene here. You could have put a scene that explains anything else that could be happening here. But instead, you just chose to put some some fucking girl playing with her boobs. And I mean, from a story standpoint, <laughs> you know, that's now having seen the whole movie. Yeah. And I, I would love to hear your guys uh, rebuttals to this. But I, I feel that first sequence, which we see our 63-year-old man, which, what was his name? Did uh, anyone even get... a name? Think, yeah, that's my Grant. point, is I don't know any of the names of any of the dudes in this movie. Uh, yeah, Roy Grant, according to so this. So Roy is wandering around the streets, uh, going to various strip clubs, and he winds up in this club where, I'm guessing it, this is the case, he goes to like a theater and yeah. watches this sex show of this lady licking her nipples. I am guessing that this is to set up the rest of the movie. This is his fetish. He he is pulling into the world of nipple licking because the rest of the movie is he meets this woman who gets him entangled with this quote unquote drug syndicate. Yeah. Which is just two dudes. Right. And uh, this lady and him fall and get romantically entangled. Right. Which is basically they just sit around in his apartment and he mashes his face up against her breasts. <laughs> right. right. Like and then wipes their nipples scenes. later on for like a good five minutes. But it's and, all like bored nipples. Yeah, like, no. It's, it's all... <laughs> and I, and I, I just sort of put it together too. So that's where I think this the sequel part comes in because basically... When the guy comes back, uh, Roy Grant, comes back from the sex show, this woman, whose name is Maria, it turns out, uh, is waiting in the That's never room. said in the movie. That's never ever. said in the movie, ever. ever. Right. None ever. of the names of these people are ever said I mean, if they did, it movie. was in passing, barely. And so he comes back to his room, his hotel room, and she's just there. And then she's hiring him without any prior explanation of this, who this guy even is or anything. So we have to, I guess, assume... In 357 Magnum, which is the, you know... There's a reputation that precedes it. Right. That This guy, I mean, at some point they did mention in the film, oh, he spent the last seven years in, in prison or something. So he must have been naughty at one point. Yes. And, uh, and that's why she knows him and ostensibly wants to hire him to uh, rip off her ex-boy or ex-boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, the, the, the one of the two guys in the crime syndicate. Yes. So that, I think, is the plot, basically. He wants to hire... This uh, this guy, to she wants to hire this guy to get money and basically like you know, but then she ends up I think falling for it. Well, because about seventy percent of this movie takes place in three apartment rooms right. where right. they are talking about doing this, but mostly sitting around staring off into space and licking nipples. Yes. There's yeah. not that much talking about anything. No, you know, one of the things I mentioned, I think, earlier about Nick Millard is how he loves those shots where people are doing something so banal and boring, and he just fixates on that. And that was in this, like, in the beginning, what is he doing? He's like, well, he's reading the Playboy, and they just have a shot of him reading a Playboy for, like, five minutes. <laughs> but then before that, he was he's eating beans. He's fucking, yeah. they show him opening the can of beans slowly. Grab a spoon, eating some fucking beans, and it's like four <laughs> minutes of this in the beginning. Yes. And it's like, okay, we get it. He likes beans. He was yeah. hungry and had All right, man, he's eating beans. Cool. Could you get to the action? You know, it's no, like, and then... No, no, then too, no, much yeah. too much ass. Too much ass. We have... No. I think it's not until like 20 minutes later 
yeah. where we go back to the guy who shot the other dude at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the crime syndicate guys. Denim yeah. guy yeah, is denim out, guy. quote unquote, training. Yeah, yes. He's in the middle of the desert yep. with his trusty gun. Yep. Juggling it back and forth, yeah, for for at least five minutes. The but sequence you, goes on where he's shooting pop or bottles, he's like throwing and, bottles in the air, and, and he's juggling. Them. He's juggling his gun back and forth in the same shot used at least five times. It's actually that scene's actually amazing to me. Uh, the whole segment because when he throws, like you said, when he throws the bottles up in the air, you can see he's completely fucking missing them when he's shooting. Well, it's just a sound effect. The sound gun effect. is just a sound effect. Yeah, and then you could see like the shadows of the bottles falling like intact. And the sound effect happens after they've yeah. already got the ground. <laughs> yeah, and the, just just him like awkwardly throwing his gun between his two hands like in front of him like it's, like it's supposed to be impressive it's supposed to be impressive way. it's like it's not like he's like doing like a like a gun spinning trick or like you know like an old west <laughs> trick he's just throwing his gun between his hands like it's supposed to be intimidating or or clever or i don't know what this is supposed to be of practical use in some way yeah and is that scene or segment before or after the best scene in the movie oh i it's, it, <laughs> oh, it's after okay uh, yeah that must be after because there was a scene prior to that yeah where he's in a bar action. Scene of the film. Yeah, the, the second there's three action scenes in this film. Three essentially. Yeah. There's essentially wait no four four four. You're four. right. There's four action yep. scenes in this film. Two of them happen within a couple minutes of each other because yeah. it's the climax. Yeah, yeah. But there is the first scene we already talked about uh, between the two guys awkwardly five feet away from each other shooting at point blank range yeah. and missing each Introducing other. Introducing the criminal syndicate. Right. Uh, with the flower drug bit. Then a yeah, yeah. uh, denim guy is at a bar, <laughs> a quote unquote bar, <laughs> drinking shots. <laughs> and Amy, would you like to lay out what happens in this scene? Yeah, I would, I would hear you describe that. Oh, of, thank you so much. So, <laughs> so, so this man walks in slowly and, oh, I hope I say it's this all right. Place. <laughs> yeah, some, I didn't think place. it was a bar. I thought it was like the dude's uh, apartment. Well, again, <laughs> it's, it's two shots where that aren't in the same room, right. but we're sp- they're edited together in in a way that we're supposed to believe it's the same space, <laughs> but it's clearly not. <laughs> and it's so great that way. Like they're never in the same shot. You never you have no indication these people are even in the same space. But anyways, anyway, so this guy walks into the room. Yes, and very monotone, slowly says something like, you had sex with my girlfriend, I'm here to kill you. Yes. What's the actual quote? He's like, hey, you had sex with my woman last night. I kill you. you. Yeah, I kill you, I think. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I kill you. And then Denim Denim Guy (laughs) delivers what might be one of the best things I've seen or heard in in a film in a long time where he just says, Yes, that's right. And I fucked your sister last night, and I fucked your mother the night before that. <laughs> and then it just turns into a gunfight. Yeah, and then he pops up out of his stool, yeah. and the two of them, which were <laughs> to believe they're in the same room, probably yeah. six feet away from each Tops. other, <laughs> shooting point blank at each other, then, missing each other oh like God. for like a minute straight. And the guy, the guy who comes in angry shoots first, and of course he's like, you know, supposed to be like, as far as I am away from you, and it's like basically point blank. Yeah. And you couldn't miss. Like it didn't matter how bad you are with a gun, you cannot miss. And the guy's getting shot at and he's just like, oh, I'm in a gunfight here. And so denim guy just like casually pulls not his gun up. Yeah. Obviously not shot. And then shoots the fuck out of the other guy. And he goes back to drinking. No blood. No blood. No blood. And there and it's always is constantly cutting between denim guy and his own shot. 
and the fucking angry you fucked my woman guy. I kill you. Shot. I kill you guy in the other shot. And never, <laughs> never till the twain meet. And <laughs> it's just, oh my God. <laughs> I, you know, I, I really want to know why. Why they weren't in the same shot. <laughs> because this, obviously, as you had said, all of the nipple-licking scenes with the lady that right. had the blue eye shadow right. uh, from some other movie, this was a movie that was cobbled together. Oh, easily. And and what's even weirder and, and what sort of is striking, I guess, and might be kind of like the shot on video sort of element they're talking about here is the, the, the transitions where they have, like, the... Uh, the text, essentially the text card yep. scenes, like August 3rd, you know what I mean? It's like the horrible font. Near you know. near Albuquerque, New Mexico, right. October 23rd. Which is a staple of, of Shot and Video Flicks. They do that stuff all the time with where they have like the worst looking text and font and it's like quite obviously like, you know, even bad looking for the time. You know well, what I mean? Well, one thing that gives it away too that it might have been done well, well after the fact yeah. is that when those interstitials come on, the audio drops out completely. Mm -hmm. It completely drops out, and sometimes there was music going there, and then once the interstitial comes on, all of a sudden when it cuts back to the movie, the audio's, the, the music like abruptly starts up again. Yep. It's all just hard edits, and it's it's really, really bizarre. And the, the hardest edits, and the most bizarre ones, are when the skin flick scenes just come on out of nowhere. And it happens, what, three times? Yeah, at least. For sure. Like the first, There's the first one, which is like, Literally just a girl playing with her nipples, and then you get a full full vagina shot, which you don't get a lot of times in yep. non-pornography films. You know, you get bush at most, but this was everything. And then the, then there was the other girl who had that very assertive eye shadow who... <laughs> that's kind. <laughs> that's being, being nice. I yeah. mean, like, you can see that shit from the fucking space station. Yes. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like, it showed more like a clown afterwards. And then she was playing with her nipples for like a good solid three minutes. And then there's this, and there's a scene of the the main guy, the the main Roy Gray, whatever his name is, when he plays with that Maria lady's nipples. That scene is forever. Like there's there's their sex scene, and it's so awkward. They're standing up. He's like just fucking like going all over her boobs, but he's mostly just like pulling tweaking them nips, man. I mean, like there's so much nipple torture in this movie. I just can't even begin. Oh God, and she just loving it. Yeah, she's loving this dude. Oh yeah, it seems like she really digs him. No, it doesn't. She does not. She, she sticks around. Like she I said earlier, really you know, the question was just how much cocaine are you giving me to be here for, for the 20 minutes I need to be here to shoot these horrible scenes. We had, yeah, we had figured while we were watching this movie because it kept going so long. And this guy supposedly had been in a bunch of Millard's movies. He could, one, the movie looked like it was cobbled together for 20 bucks. Oh, easily. And two, did this guy, the lead actor, that I'm just going to call Gunblast. Gun his Blast. name's... <laughs> That's a much better name for him. His name's Roy, but I'm going to call him Gunblast. Roy Grant. You yeah. Fucking know. No, his name's Gunblast. He's Gunblast. So, yeah. so I was... I totally... We guessed that Gunblast must have been paid in nipple screen time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, no. how many... He goes up, Nick Millard goes, hey, I got a sequel to uh, this other movie you were in. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I don't have much money. Gumblast goes, whoa, 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 hold on a second. 
what kind of nipple action we got going <laughs> right. on in this <laughs> Right. Four, buddy, four scenes. I'm in. Right. An ounce of coke. <laughs> in an ounce right. of coke. Ounce of coke. got an eight ball. You got an eight ball and four, four hard nipple scenes. Got it. But what, what about the one long song? Oh, oh yeah. there was mariachi, like flamenco guitar going on through most of this. Then all of a sudden, halfway through, Andy, you had noticed... There's like yodeling going on for the rest. Of the it's like a native chanting almost, but it's like just really off-putting and out of place and bizarre. And it happened out of nowhere. And, and it and I'm like, okay, this is going to be in the scene for like a minute. And then it's like the last 15 minutes of the movie, but uh, so guys, that was that was something. Yeah. Well, we still have to get oh, to the the more climax. More I know you're sure. like, okay, yeah. I'm ready to be I'm done with done this. <laughs> well, I was just surprised to see a movie that. The, where the plot doesn't go past the two or three sentences that you described yeah. on the back of the box. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't go past that. I mean, this guy obviously probably did some softcore porn or something before that, because that was, I mean, that was it. Those two sentences you said, that was the entire plot of the film. And it's kind of interesting, because, you know, Eric's the one that introduced me to, to Shot on Video, and usually when you dig into a genre, you get into more and more complex films. Yeah, We seem to have Regressed backwards, oh, yeah. which seems completely appropriate when going into shot on on video films. Like oh, it should get progressively is, worse as we go along. <laughs> yeah. Like we've right, right. we've skimmed right. the top of like this the is, cream of it. Oh, now we're getting so. into this is a higher level shot on. Well, no, this was film. A higher yes. lower level. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna exactly. yeah. since it's in the analog nightmares book. Right. Yeah, we'll go with the fact that right. this this guy knows far more than That's we true. do about this. He, so he's done the he's done the research. I'll give the better for it out and say it's an no, SOB. It's no, fine. it's not. It's, it's shot on film. Yeah, you're right. I agree with you. I will, for the sake of argument and for our podcast, we'll just... Yes. We'll We're gonna keep, I'm going to count it. And Right. And by, and by the nature of the fact that many of Millard's films, including his most well-known... Are shot on. Are shot on yeah, video, yes. for sure. But, those being Death Nurse and... and although Criminally Insane was definitely shot on film, and it looks almost the, it looks almost the same oh, as this movie. So, so but <laughs> nevertheless... But, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean... But, but him, right, him making it so simple is, is almost makes him an auteur in this genre of film right. here. It's almost like genre Lynn. It's like watching the two female vampires. Or the, you know, where, where it's it is an art film almost because oh it's it's like long what shots of, of gun blast contemplating <laughs> smoking a cigarette and drinking whiskey out of a yellow yeah. plastic cup. Oh, that he took the toothbrush out of. Oh, yeah, yes. so, he had, so the lady comes by his house in one scene and he has two cups, one obvious with a toothbrush in yep. it, he brings a little handle of fucking whiskey, takes the toothbrush out and pours whiskey in both of those cups and hands it to her. So good. That's classy. That guy is that guy is just so classy. Yes. Gun blast is the epitome of class. He really is. He, he I mean he, he just oozes it. You know, I mean if I was gonna think of classy guy uh, from shitty eighties movies, he would be the top, top cream of the cream yeah. of the fucking crop right there. I mean if Backwash toothpaste whiskey slash plays with your nipples for hours is your thing. It's <laughs> definitely this is yeah, your movie. This is your this is your movie. So we get to the climax of this movie, oh which this movie is only sixty minutes five long, minutes? sixty-five something? minutes yeah. long. Oh, it so, felt so much long. The climax happens with maybe five minutes, maybe ten minutes left of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is crazy because there's the whole build up to the climax. I mean, like there's a long segment of nothing again that happens. 
about the three-quarter mark of this film before the fucking climax happens. Arguably, 80% of this movie it's is nothing. nothing. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it's, right. It's just, it's, just, <laughs> it's just fucking nipple, nipple. I mean, even the nipple touching. I mean, there's, there's parts that aren't the nipple touching that are nothing, you know? Like, it's like <laughs> no. the, nipple touching, the nipple touching goes on for, uh, and this is some, it's coming from someone who is fine with nipple touching, but it goes on for many minutes too long. I just want—I just want you to know, I'm very good with <laughs> yeah, yeah. nipple touching. So, I have no problem with it, you know. Nipple touching can be fun. That was terrible. Yeah, it's too many, too many minutes. You know, a minute or minute or two maybe, but five, yeah. six minutes. Come on. See, seeing how short this movie was, he actually spent probably about twenty percent of the film. Uh, making road spikes. <laughs> right, right. So we get to the climax, the climax. Where, where Gun Blast is setting up road spikes with nails in this, this little rubber strip. Cord cover, I think sure? what it was. Cord cover, I think you're right. So basically they're trying to get Denim Guy and, and the old and the other guy that's in that crime syndicate. The syndicate. They're trying to trap him because basically the whole, the whole time the, the idea was they were going to fucking rip him off. They were going to like lure him into a trap and get their money and and then this this uh, Maria and then Gun Blast are gonna ride off into the sunset with their money. That's the whole point of this thing. Yeah. So they throw the road spikes out, and which is only like four feet of road spikes. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking in the desert. It's not like this car could have just missed them completely. Right. right. And it's not it, in the middle of the road. It's so not. of course he runs them over, denim guy, and he gets. But out we don't see like, it because it's edited so poorly no, that we're just to suppose because denim guy gets out of the car and all of a sudden like kicks the tires like. And looks down like, what the fuck? Right. There's no budget to, to have flat tires in, in, in any of these Nick Millard movies. Or even the sound of a flat tire. Right, no. none. <laughs> well, that's because we had to guess that. We had to, later we had on, to like, in- Oh, he hit the glass <laughs> oh, oh, The oh. entire last, this whole climax of the movie is guesswork. Yeah. Because it's some of the worst shot, worst yeah. edited. The continuity, sense of direction. Yeah. I mean, if you are a stickler for the 180 line, throw that shit down a toilet oh, and flush it. Because yeah, you're we, not going to understand what's going on. We had to use Dem- Denim Guy's fabulous acting <laughs> and getting out of the car and looking at the tire to realize that the tire was actually what flat. What was actually happening. there was no sound or action that showed that the tire was flat. It's all drawing inference. That's 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 pretty much what this what that whole end scene could be described. It. That's drawing the whole inference. movie. Yeah, you had to really like. Okay, I'm gonna kind of import my own plot here and like fill in some blanks and. Oh yeah, this is really entertaining. Story and well, script. Yeah, the one right. that confused us the most had to have been uh, now Gun Blast and uh, his love interest have set up this whole uh, kind of. I guess trap. Trap. With for the, the syndicate. Yeah. Where Gun Blast runs behind some decrepit, rusted out truck <laughs> yeah. at, off the road. With where a, he's not hidden at all. With a, yeah, <laughs> with a sawed off shotgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, his love interest is in the Jaguar, the white Jaguar, yep. like maybe 100 feet away. Yeah. They would have never seen her in any <laughs> right. shape or form. Right. So Denim Guy and the, and the drug lord, obviously they hit the road spikes. They're sitting there. Denim Guy gets out. Looks at the tires. Gun Blast gets up and says, "No, I got this Seven Up bag. Toss all the money in here, you son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah. Whatever. And they proceed to have a, a standoff. Slowly, the love interest <laughs> drives the white Jaguar up the road. Denim guy doesn't notice this. You're right. And because it's edited so poorly, you're not given any sense of space of where anything's happened. Right. All of a sudden, he turns around when the car, when the shot of the car gets close enough to the camera. Yep. He turns around, and we're supposed to believe that he, maybe he got hit or he jumped right. out of the way. 
but it's never shown. Never. And all of a sudden, Gunblast gets up and grabs a gun off the ground. Which I think is supposed to be denim guys. Yeah. And he dropped sure? it. I think I so. Yes. Yeah, because he didn't have the gun after at that point. He'd yeah, gotten okay, hits, quote unquote, by the car. It I was guess? a large caliber handgun. Large caliber <laughs> handgun. Right. They mentioned that. Right. And 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 gun blast has already been shot at this point mm-hmm. by denim guy, not bleeding, but barely not in pain. And then they get the money, and they and and, and then gun blast and Maria drive off. And then the fucking denim guy is just like, oh yeah. shucks. Yeah. Yeah, he, does, he, does a, he seriously does like a, I, I can't, you know, he like kind of like, does one of those like, oh darn it, you know, like yeah. kind of like yeah. throws his fist a little, you know, I can't, I can't describe that motion yeah. Uh, yeah. over the podcast, but you know what I mean. The what movie I mean. was kind of like playing cowboys and Indians when you were six. You have to like. Yeah. Pretend you're shooting each other. Pretend there's <laughs> right. Blood. There's one. Yeah. There's yeah. one sound effect that's used for every gun in the entire movie. But the most important part of the scene, you guys, don't forget, denim guys in his own shot. Gun blast is in his own shot, and never ever do you see them in the same shot together. And love interest is also in a complete in separate her own, shot. Their own separate. Like never. Why did Nick Millard never think that they should be in the same shot together? Is there a reason? I, I have because to, they were all shot at completely separate times. I mean, he he must have been like, oh, you know, like I'm gonna shoot like these scenes, and then like you know, I'll go get some lunch or some or some <laughs> fucking coke, and I'll come back and I'll shoot these other scenes, and I'll just fix it in post. No, yeah, like, yeah <laughs> light meter. What's that? No, it seemed like it was a couple years later. He kind of forgot the story. That's probably then true. Shot a couple scenes. <laughs> or he like he started shooting it, and he's just like, oh, I'm bored of this piece of shit. But then someone's like, Hey, you gotta finish this. You thing. gotta finish this piece of shit. You, yeah. you want your 10k? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, All I right. guess. All right, sure. So Gun Blast and the love interest are driving away. Yep. They only drive like half a mile, and Gun Blast goes, Hey, pull over here at about like 100 feet or so. Because yeah. he's got shot, and all of a sudden he has blood. Because now when he got bleeding. shot by denim guy, yeah. there was no blood. Right, there was none. So it, they drive not even a mile away from him and yeah. stop on the side of the road. To the side that says International Border, <laughs> <laughs> which which is meant to be, I guess, it's Mexico and the, the U.S. The U.S. border. Yeah, and then they, they couldn't get across, and they're stuck in Mexico still. Which then Denim Guy and other crime syndicate guy find out, out at this point, and they realize, oh, because the, the one crime syndicate guy is Gun Blast's love interest, X. You know, so he's like, oh, she only knows one person in yeah. Mexico, and right. it's... Dutch uh, Golden Girl. Dutch Golden Girl, whatever yeah. the fuck they call her, their Dutch friend. <laughs> so then they go to get... They like assume B- that's where they're at. B. Arthur kind of looking woman. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Hot B. Arthur looking woman. <laughs> and and, uh, and so then they go there for the final showdown. <laughs> where Gun Blast and Denim Guy, and in two shots, we're, again, supposed to believe that they're like maybe 10, 12 feet away oh, from yeah. each other, shooting just over and over. There's at least seven shots of them shooting back and forth with the same sound effect yep. over and over and over. And the shot keeps changing, but they're right, never right, in the yeah. same shot. Yeah, it's like a, it was like a mallet hitting a metal... Um, like sheet metal. Tray. Yeah. A lunch tray, basically. And there was a really good scene that's still confusing me that... Might have been the most artistic shot of the whole thing. Okay. So, <laughs> Set this up. So Denim Guy comes into a hotel room, and then in there is one of the girls from earlier that I mentioned that had the very assertive eyeshadow, 
and she's in this room for some reason, but she is standing on like a balcony. You could see there's the night is nighttime behind her, there's a balcony. <laughs> but Denim guy had walked into this hotel room from a ground level during the daytime. And he says something, they're talking again, not in the same shot at all. And then when they show one part where they show Denim Guy and there's a disembodied voice that says, do you want to make love to me? No, it's, it's Bella fair. Lugosi. It's, it's Bella, Bella Lugosi. It's like the female Bella Lugosi goes, come on, baby, make love yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to make love to me? And that's me? the first time you're, you're like to believe that they're maybe in the same room. <laughs> Anybody. Like, otherwise, this whole movie, like... I, you I could have been like, oh, they're not in the same room at all. I, I don't think Joe Dawarski could have done that scene better. <laughs> no, right. no, not at all, no, not at all. So, so uh, Gun Blast kills everybody. The yep. crime syndicate, the, the two guys in the crime syndicate yep. are dead. Which he leaves the one, the one, he leaves Denim Guy's gun with him after he kills him with it. <laughs> right which is, which he, is shoots, a, he shoots is Denim best. Guy. He shoots Denim Guy, walks over to him, and just drops <laughs> the murder weapon out of him. Here you go. I'll leave this for the police so they know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Literally leaves the, yeah. the smoking gun. Here's my fingerprints, and the, I'm the gun that I used to kill this guy. <laughs> and so the cops will just figure this out. I'm just gonna head out. <laughs> like, you know? Jesus Christ. And our romantic pair drive off into the sunset. Into the sunset. Yeah. And that's right. And and the whole time that that, because that, again, that scene took forever too. That was a good solid minute of them driving off towards a mountain, uh, like in fucking Arizona or something. And I'm like, there's no way this is the end of this movie. <laughs> And sure to fuck enough, it was. Sure shit, that's the end of the movie, so that's Gun Blast. Did so they, Did they get the money? They did. Yes, oh. they got it all. They got to keep the money because they shot because they shot the uh, the main head crime syndicate guy. And they got the bag. And they so had the bag. Seven up bag. So they got the, oh. Yep. So they. So it was a happy ending. It was Gun Blast and his lady driving off to I, I guess trying to go towards the U.S. border and they're gonna have all this money and. God knows what the fuck they're doing now. Uh, they're uh, they're dead. We're all known to Gun Blast Three. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're. I, I'm <laughs> really with Amy on this. They're at some rando hotel, and he's sucking on her nipples. Totally. Well, let's see. No, this washing was, his face. Yeah. This was '86, yeah. and he was like 64. So if he's alive, he's like 90 something. And she's probably like in her sixties, and he's probably still fucking sucking on her nipple. Yeah, well, yeah. that's about all he can do. It's the same point. shot. It's a, Nick Millard is still shooting the same shot. Although I think Nick Millard might be dead. I'm not sure. Um, but he, if he's alive, he's definitely still shooting the same shot right now of of him going to town on her nipples. And then another thing that tripped me out was how her nipples were way longer and bigger from scene to scene. So, Amy. Yes. We've finished Gun Blast. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Would you ever want to watch another Nick Millard movie after this? Oh, is... Are they all like this kind of story? We don't. We don't know. The first part of Gun Blast might be a masterpiece. Yeah. Ah, bullshit. But the, the Nick Millard person is this the same? Does he always write like this? Is this the storyline? Uh, I mean, he. Well, Death Nurse One and Two are definitely not action movies. Uh, they're like more like well, slashers. Uh, arguably, this wasn't an action movie True. either. True. But are they, are they interesting? <laughs> are they good? Are they funny? Are they anything? <laughs> I mean, I think I think you would laugh at Death Nurse in certain parts, but Death Nurse has way more parts where nothing happens. And then you get occasionally like a large woman 
killing someone else. She's a nurse. She's a nurse, by the way. Hey. Oh. You like you like nurses. <laughs> well, I mean, I am one. Right. <laughs> see? So there you go. So uh, then you can relate to this character. So I would watch these movies if other people were watching them, uh, and I probably would have a cocktail or something else also to do. Next time. <laughs> next time. So did you enjoy this experience watching this movie? Um... Well, you guys are fun. I, I did not like this movie. <laughs> I didn't. But, like, making, making fun of the movie was fun. I, uh, you know, I think last time, because we watched last last season, and I still think that's great, uh, a great film. That was the first thing we watched. I agree. I thought that was a really good one, too. And 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 so that, I feel like, is something, if you like the genre, if you like shot video movies, you should see that thing. Assuming a gun blast, let's just for sake of argument say it's a shot in video flick, even though I don't think it is. It's not. It's not. Um, do I think this is essential viewing? I'm going to say not the whole movie. I'm going to say if you can find just the two scenes, the one where the guy says, you killed my woman. Denim guy. Any scene that denim guy is. Yeah, you could skip literally just, you know. Okay, so watch one. Find it on YouTube. Watch one scene of nipple sucking. Watch the denim guy scenes. And then you're good to go, I think. I don't yep. know there's anything else you need to watch in no, this thing. No, no, none. And you could seriously sum up the whole movie in about five minutes, maybe? I would say that would be probably about ten minutes, ten minutes. of the movie. Say yeah. ten minutes. You could have this movie in ten minutes. The other 55 minutes, do something else. Use it, use it productively. <laughs> this is this is a phone viewing movie, if oh. I've ever seen one, where you could plunk this son of a bitch in, have friends with you, you could fuck around on your phone, you can sit and talk over it, which we did profusely oh, yeah. over this, because nothing really happens. Mm -hmm. yeah. Did you did you like this movie? <sighs> oh boy, it's a loaded term. Um, you know, I don't think as a whole it was something that I would say I enjoyed, but... <sighs> You know, it's hard for me to say that I hated it either because it had so many things in it that brought me joy. Like, I mean, first off, you know, obviously there's nude women in it, so, you know, I don't hate that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And even though the scenes were ridiculous, that denim guy, all the scenes with him in it were unbelievably hilarious. Priceless. Yeah. Some of the funniest shit I've seen. Um, I do like, you know, shitty Euro crime flicks, but a lot of those still have more stuff happening. There's like action packed at times. There's like, just like chase scenes, there's yeah. car chases, there's, you know, good fights and stuff. Yeah. This had virtually none of that. I mean, it had, this had nothing going yeah, on. It had barely, this had some very, very restrained action scenes that, and when I say restrained, I mean, probably just incompetently shots and orchestrated action scenes that, you know, aside from being funny, had no depth. So do I think this is a movie that people need to see? No. Um, do I think there's a few shots people should watch? Yeah. Did I like it? <sighs> more, I liked it more than I disliked it, but, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to say no. In summation, I didn't like it. I am so disappointed <laughs> in both of your reactions to this movie. Yeah? I fucking loved this movie. The whole thing? Okay. Why? Everything? This Why? movie brought me so much joy. You Good. didn't even watch okay. half of it. Okay. Oh, I watched the whole thing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I watched the whole thing. I was, I was glued to the screen. <laughs> I think there was a lot to like here, though. I will say that. I'll say there's a lot to like. changing your story. What was I have, I have not laughed that hard at a movie. I love, this is, when I pop in shot on video, I expect, like, bar none, my expectation is that it's going to be horse shit. Almost every single time, my expectation is that it's going to be awful. Yep. And when I find one that I laugh 
It's a success. That's I don't true. care if it's shitty. I don't care if I was bored half the time. Yeah. There were scenes in this movie that had me dying. I was laughing so hard. That's a good point. I mean, I yeah, I mean, like, I think for a lot of shot of video flicks, there's always going to be elements and scenes that I really like. But, you know, I can't say that I, I've loved and liked every shot of video movie that I've seen. I, you know, this is, I'm, this is staying in my collection. Just by virtue of the scenes. That oh, I would I would put this on the mantle. Oh, yeah. I, I would put yeah. Gunblast out there. So when anybody walked into my house, they'd be like, hey, what is Gunblast? And I would put it in. No, That's you really would good. tell them the one minute quick version. No, 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 Let me let me set the scene here, folks. You got Gunblast sitting on the on the mantle by the oh, TV. Man. People walk in and you're sitting there having a nice conversation. Somebody looks up and goes, hey, what is Gunblast? Talk to me about this. Yeah. I say, hold on a minute. I walk into the kitchen. I open a nice bottle of Merlot, a couple glasses. I bring those glasses in and go, sit down, my friend. Let us watch this cinematic masterpiece that is God blessed. You might need the rest of the bottle of Merlot. <laughs> you might need a, like four <laughs> bottles of it. Yeah. In that way, in that way, yes. I, I think it's very entertaining. And you know. <sighs> You know, Death Nurse, I mean, if people like ask me if I like Death Nurse, I would say that I do. I think I like Death Nurse better than this, only because Death Nurse is like such an exercise in futility. Mm. You know, it really is just like a movie that tries to do something and kind of it doesn't. fails at everything. It fails at almost every level, and I love it for that for that way. That's Gunblast for sure. The, but Gunblast is successful at, at two things. Nipples? <laughs> <laughs> it's the cheapest special effect on earth. Which is, it is. It really is. Nipples, female nipples specifically. And well, there are male nipples. Gun Blast is topless oh, through half of this topless. movie. You're right, that's true. But I enjoy, I didn't enjoy that as much as I enjoyed the female nipples. Just oh, of course. Well, of course. And I mean, I don't know how much. If you're into old guys, that's yeah, fine. I mean, yeah. no no shaming well, specifically there. Specifically old guy nipples? Yeah, no yeah. no kink shame in here. I feel like old guy nipples, this is the, this is the good one. Yeah. Um, so, so female nipples and denim guy. Those are the two things it succeeds at infinitely. Because uh, every, every scene with those in it, fantastic. Overall, ah, man, it's tough for me to say that I, I loved it. I, I ah. don't fall for it. Don't no, there's no falling for it. I'm not changing. It's he's not wrong in that it is enjoyable. And, and I've seen far worse. Like I was mentioning earlier, that 357 Magnum, which is the the other movie. Yeah, is, the, uh, the original the original of this, of this too, um, is available on a double release with a movie called Death Shot. And that movie, Death Shot, is fucking horrendous. The whole thing is like. Just like random action scenes and garbage that goes nowhere. And it's from 1972. So you can just imagine yeah. how it looks and how it's shot. It's horrible. And so, you know, that I didn't like. I do, I liked Gun Blast a hell of a lot better than that. I, I'm <laughs> guessing I'll love 357 Magnum probably more than Death Shot. And, and by virtue of it being Nick Millard, I do like it. Do I think it's mandatory viewing for everyone? No. I can't say I that. think part of the problem is you guys keep talking about shittier movies, so this one's mm -hmm. great because of how many shittier movies you've seen. I haven't seen enough shittier movies. Oh boy. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Well, now that now that you're hanging out with Derek, you're gonna see he he will find you the shittiest of shitty. I mean I mean you, you know I think if you really are nice to Derek, he'll 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 show you Andy Milligan movies. 
I don't even want to watch those fucking things. <laughs> I've started. I'm halfway through this on this podcast. Finally, watching these Andy Milligan gimmicks, and I'm ready for it to be done. I mean, I think uh, you know Andy Milligan flicks. Oh boy, that's a different level. I don't even know how to describe those. Just I know how to describe them. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> They're bullshit. Do you, like, do you like Quasimodo's? Do you like movies where guys guys get their hands chopped off? Oh my god! And if not one, occasionally two. What about what about movies that constantly have an incest angle thrown in them for no reason whatsoever? Right. Do these sound like yeah, you kind of still still waiting for something? I want to. I would like to see no. Oh, and by the way, it looks like it was shot in the 1960s and 70s because it was shot in the yeah, 1960s. Yeah. So, so take all those elements and make them. So it's a <laughs> poorly shot. Mm-hmm. No hands incest movie. What's Quasimodo's? What? There, there's what? Torture Dungeon has a threesome uh, has a proposed threesome scene with the Quasimodo. <laughs> Legit. That's a real thing. So anyways, gun blast. Uh, I could be more happy that we watched this today. I thoroughly loved this movie. And I enjoyed the time I spent with you guys watching it. And I had a blast with much of it and I, I would say overall it's a thumbs up for me. No. Yeah. Oh, I laughed a couple times. You guys are funny, but no. Okay. <laughs> Amy's a big thumbs down on this. I, for all the people that know me and know the pageantry I, I bring forth <laughs> with my love for really shitty horse shit. <laughs> if you love stuff like Howling New Moon Rising, oh, yeah. you should watch Gun Blast. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. This is up there with Howling New Moon Rising. Not enough, not enough uh, country line dancing and... Uh, third person uh, werewolf killing scenes or, but, or zipper dance numbers right right I, I that that movie I love you've changed my life with Howling New Moon Rising I'm, that makes me you don't know how happy that makes me it's great I think it's awesome I could have watch you watched it, it since I watched it twice yes <laughs> it's awesome it's, suck on it haters it's a it's a piece of cinematic mastery that I can't describe it's Probably the best Howling movie. Howling 2 is good. <laughs> Howling 2 is great because it has Christopher Lee in it. Yes. Howling 7 is great because it's a complete pile of garbage. And at the same time, masterful. Oh, God. That's how exactly how I feel about Gun Blast. All right. So I, I am I am going to watch Gun Blast multiple you times. You should. And, I, and if you've seen anything that we missed, please let me know because I, I feel like I got everything I'm going to get from it, but I want to see those scene. That scene in the middle, like I said, with denim guy and the you, you fuck my woman scene. I could watch that scene a hundred times. <laughs> I it's, could watch that one two minute scene. I could watch and I could watch probably a solid minute or two of of nipple play from that first lady. It's not good nipple play. <laughs> Everyone looks bored. They're not enjoying. Well, it. I mean, it's the even... 1970s, and and sex was different then. <laughs> it wasn't enjoyable. Nipples, nipples were so different back then. <laughs> right, right. Cocaine played a lot of. Uh, a lot of parts and things. Oh, Christ. So there you have it, folks. We're going to take a break. <laughs> I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. Running around like a blue ass fly. I've been working. Yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. Every blink minute I've been on the go. Up and down the ladder like a fiddler's elbow. I've been working. Hold on, 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 hold on. Before we get to the rest of the episode and all the great segments like the bottom rack and that wrestling gimmick, we need to clear up a few things that we discovered after we recorded this. 
Usually when we do the shot on video episodes, I travel down to my bud Eric's house. We pick out a VHS tape and then we sit and watch the movie. Now, we liked this movie so much that we traded links because 357 Magnum, which supposedly is the first movie of the Gun Blast series. We're going to call it the Gun Blast series because that's what we watched. Obviously, it's what the fucking title of the show is. Um, he sent me the link, which is on YouTube, and I found a copy of Gun Blast, which is, once you start the movie, titled Mac. 10. Now, upon further research, Mac 10 internationally supposedly is Gun Blast. But let me burst the bubble for everyone out there on the internet that's been labeling it as such. Mac 10 is not Gun Blast. We have a completely different movie here 357 Magnum. Happens before Gum Blast. Gum Blast has a movie before it called Mac 10. So I, I, from what I gather, because I haven't watched all of both of them, I watched most of Mac 10, and it's just as fucking hilarious as Gum Blast is. Maybe on a future episode, um, we'll cover the other two movies. But from what I gathered from the short amount of time that I watched both of the other two movies, which I would say is about maybe 30 minutes, I watched like 10 minutes of 357 Magnum and about 20 minutes of Mac 10, is that chronologically, 357 Magnum happens first, then Mac 10, then Gun Blast. I would love for somebody out there to find this out for sure because I cannot find any information on the web about these three movies or actually about Mac 10. It's a mystery. Everything that I've read claims that Mac 10 and Gun Blast are the exact same movie and that is just patently not the case i have the proof the tape that eric had that we watched came in a case that was labeled gun blast with the cover if you type into google gun blast you will see this case on the inside the tape had a label on it that said gun blast when you put the movie in there was an interstitial title that said gun blast now, when I, okay, I got this file off of Cinemageddon. Mac 10 was labeled Gun Blast on Cinemageddon. When you press play on it, there's a title that says Mac 10. Gun Blast is nowhere to be found. The movie starts with some goober in the middle of a field shot so far away from the camera that it looks like he's jerking off. But all we hear is gunfire, like a machine gunfire. We cut in, and it's a dude with a toy Uzi shooting, but nothing's coming out of the gun, obviously, because it's a toy. First thing you notice, this is shot on video. Fucking gun blast. Sure shit wasn't shot on video. 
But we got five minutes of this fucking Yahoo in the middle of a field with the toy Uzi shooting with a sound effect. Then walking around. I don't know. I, 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 I laughed so hard. It didn't make any sense. And then it goes into the movie where we have one of the dudes, the older guy from Gun Blast. He's in this movie. The character we labeled Gun Blast is in this movie. So it's got to be tied in somehow. I'm going to have to finish it. I'm going to have to figure out more. But if you, listener, faithful listener of Astro Radio Z, know anything about these three, please go to the All the Gimmicks Facebook group. Chime in. Or on the Astro Radio Z Facebook page, chime in. Or email me at astroradiozpodcast at gmail.com and tell me what the fuck is going on. Do we have an actual action, quote unquote, action trilogy on our hands? Because what I can see, there are three movies. So that's what I found out. I had to place this in here. Because I couldn't end the episode after, you know, we're a couple days out from recording the episode at this point. And we've sat, Eric and I have sat and had conversations going, what the fuck is this? Why is nobody talking about this? How could nobody have noticed this? I don't think anyone's actually watched Gum Blast. There's one site that I found, Trash Film Guru, that reviewed the movie we watched. So if you look that review up, which is a fun review, he actually watched the same one we did. But if you look anywhere else, every other source will claim that Mac-10 is the international version of Gun Blast, and it is just not the case. Completely different movie. So anyways, let's get back to the episode. This was just an editorial note and an update. So the mystery continues. Let's forge forward. Come in, damn it. You're sure a punctual bastard. Hey there, smut lovers. Balls deep in a dirty little addiction to movies where werewolves kidnap and rape women for Dracula? Or perhaps you're a kinky pink freak who loves to watch mad men and women tie up and punish unsuspecting suckers pouring hot wax on their aching naked flesh and driving them around the living room like pretty little ponies? Wait, I know. You love nothing more than a sweet topless self-flagellation session before the cross following oral indiscretions with a saucy satanic sister, you secret nunsploitation fan. We cordially invite your sinful self to join our shameless selves for the podcast at Orgy Castle. Exercise all that salty deviance from your system with hosts Paula and Derek as they pick one smutty film a week to indulge in and discuss. The podcast at Orgy Castle is on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and anywhere you can find podcasts. Go. Subscribe. Come as many times as you want. Nobody will know but you and your headphones.
are listening to Astro Radio Z. Sorry, I couldn't help. <laughs> I'm Daniel, and this is the bottom rack. I was trying to think of a funny way to do it, like a you know one of those old samurai films or something, but uh, without sounding overtly ignorant. But <laughs> it's not necessarily going to work. But it, at least it's not as bad as the Dave Chappelle Rick James thing. But uh, anyway, ah, that was pretty stupid. That was <laughs> so. I watched a movie with Christopher Lambert, and it wasn't The Highlander. However, he had a sword. I watched The Hunted. Now, this movie came out in 1995. I had never heard of it. And it probably would have been on the bottom shelf at the video store, but I don't think it would have been on the very bottom shelf of it. Uh, this is more of a... Well, it's, it's, it's a drama slash act. It, it was good. I'm trying to... Comp- I maybe should have thought about this before actually doing the thing, but I'm trying to compose some thoughts here. So let's get The Hunted. Came out in 1995. It's an action drama thriller. It stars Christopher Lambert, Joan Chen, and I'm trying to think, some dude I think I've seen him before, but all right, his name is, he goes by the name John Lone, but I don't, can't recall if I've seen him or not. It, but it's, you know, it's the usual. It's got people that you've seen before that uh never really go you know just mainly your character actors and stuff so let's get to the cover of this particular film the poster here we've got the hunted with of course the title characters up top you've got christopher lambert staring at you with his christopher lambert look that he normally does whether it's connor mcleod or raiden or this it just it's the same look you've got ninjas on the left hand side with what looks like a subway train or a bullet train or something and then at the bottom you got joan chin laying there on top of the title it's a very cool cover it just reeks of the 90s and it, i mean if ninjas are your thing well then it's like wow i think i might have to watch this so here's the synopsis a new yorker on business in nagoya meets a lady in the hotel bar returning to her room three ninjas kill her and wound him he sees the ninja boss's face ninjas try to kill him again but new samurai friends help hide and train him what an elegantly concise synopsis that's it Christopher Lambert is on a business trip in New York. I don't know why, and I don't care. It, like, serious, uh, computer chips is what, <laughs> what they call it because it actually comes up. He meets Joan Chen in a bar. They go back to the hotel room, and they bang. Afterward, she, like, she seems sad. She thanks him for his time, and he's like just love-struck, <laughs> just done. Like, just he is head over heels for Joan Chen. And who can blame him, might I add? <clears throat> Anyway, oh, you get to see Joan Chen in a hot tub. Anyway, so he's like head over heels. Like he's talking about he's going to cancel his flight. He's going to spend some time with her and stuff. She's like, nah, you need to go. And he's like, oh, I get it. And she's like, no, I really happy, blah, blah, blah. But you got you to gotta leave. So he begrudgingly leaves. When he leaves, ninjas, I know, ninjas walk into the hotel room. It's kind of like American Ninja. Apparently, this place is lousy with ninjas. It's 
they would lead you to believe that in Japan, ninjas are just walking down the street. So anyway, Christopher Lambert leaves, and ninjas come in. They talk to the chick, whatever, and then the one takes his mask off and says, well, you've seen my face. No one sees my face and lives. And she's taunting him like, blah, 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 and he's like, I'll kill you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, go ahead. And he's like, how do you want it? And yada, yada, kills her. Well, as Christopher Lambert is leaving, he looks down and he's like, oh my God, I've still got the hotel room key. So he goes back up. Well, then he hears a commotion and slowly inserts the key in the door and opens it up and goes in and he sees ninjas around. Well, then, of course, they kill her, kill Joan Chen. And he's like, no, and he runs to stop. And then they turn around and start chucking ninja stars at him and stuff, slice at him, cut his throat pretty bad. And so he saw the killer's face. Well, that's the big tagline is because you're never supposed to see the killer's face. So the whole rest of the movie, basically Christopher Lambert gets embroiled in an ancient familial struggle, like a family struggle between the samurai and the ninja. And a samurai and his smoking hot, beautiful, just not in a horrible, seductive face. She's just gorgeous wife. <laughs> Sorry to go on, but it was, she was very striking. <laughs> I'll just admit it. She was very pretty. Anyway, the samurai get Christopher Lambert. And while trying to hide him, and the ninjas keep coming for him. And so there's just there's a really cool sequence of fighting on a train. Like it's very Japanese, even though this wasn't a Japanese film. It was really cool. Like in a way, I kinda wish this could have been an American ninja film. Hell, the way that the franchise was going at the end of its run, this could have been, and it would have been one of the best. <laughs> the gore in this movie is cool, the blood, the acting's decent. Like it's it's a low budget film, but not really. I mean, it just it's a it's just Action flick, a mid-90s, by-the-numbers action drama. Nothing more, nothing less. Really good. I seem to be finding these movies rather frequently lately. No, it was really good. Had good choreographed sword fights. Uh, Nothing was overly melodramatic, except for parts where you would expect it to be, because, again, it's about a family drama in Japan between samurai and ninja. And so you're going to have... There's going to be nods to that drama, but it's not overplayed. It's just, it's what you would expect. And a lot of that falls into the Japanese culture, their stoic culture and sense of honor. And uh, they're duty-bound and honor-bound to and compelled to do certain things. And that plays in with this film a lot. Now, as far as Christopher Lambert learning to be a samurai, I kind of don't really buy that. And that's kind of what... Oh, <laughs> apparently somebody else does it by the, if you heard that laughter. Anyway, apparently, I say apparently, I don't really buy it. It's like Christopher Lambert, he's attacked by ninjas who've been doing this for a long time. And he's picked up a sword for like five minutes and learned from an old drunk how to swing the sword and stuff. And yet he's taken on these ninja who have been doing this for decades i don't buy it i don't really deal with that but again it's what fortunately he doesn't have to do much of it so again this isn't like a highlander film there's no big time training montage or nothing you're immortal there's nothing like that with him telling him the rules or nothing this is just he's being hunted hence the beauty of the title the hunted they are hunted christopher lambert 
and he is being aided by a samurai so that the ninjas don't get him. Again, there is a scene in the train that's just brutal. It's really cool. Uh, it is really brutal, <laughs> but it's really, really good. Nice choreography to it. There's the final sequences and scenes to it are really good as well. But just in all, I was not disappointed. It's an hour and 50 minutes long. It's a little lengthy for what I normally watch. If I'm just watching a movie, it's a little lengthy on that, but it was compelling enough for me to enjoy the film. That was what is just, it's not boring. Did this movie live up to the poster art? Yeah, it did, actually. You've got Christopher Lambert staring at you. So, I mean, that's enough to get you, to get a lot of people to watch it. But you've also got ninjas on the cover with a train, and then you've got Joan Chen in a semi-slight state of undress. So, yeah, you actually do get that. The uh, movie lives up to the promise made on the poster. So this has been The Hunted. It, there's really not too much more to say about it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And probably, I don't think this one would have been on like the bottom, bottom rack at a blockbuster, maybe on the bottom to mid tier kind of thing. I doubt it would have been on the top shelf, um, depending on what section they would have put it in. Because if it would have been in like the thriller section, it might have made it on the top shelf until they started doing that whole alphabetical thing, in which case, who knows? If you found this at Walmart, you might find it on the bottom. Actually, if you found this now, you would find it in like the $3 bin of DVDs. And it's totally worth the 3 bucks. If you found it for 3 bucks, it's two hour, almost a two-hour long movie. That's got samurai and ninja, some blood, sword fights, ninja stars. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> there you go. It's not as action-packed as a Nintendo kid might want, but it's got just enough action that you'd enjoy it. It's really cool. So anyway, that was The Hunted. I am The Daniel, and this is The Bottom Rack. cable company to order your wcw merchandise pay-per-view somebody get the gun promotional consideration paid for by the following one two three all right folks this is that wrestling gimmick on the astro radio z network i'm your host dustin face and today i have eric woodard on the show a man of many gimmicks a true road dog with over 18 years in the business so let's talk about your food. Let's talk about your diet on the road. I know you uh, you guys have some some certain uh, food that you enjoy eating. Uh, Could you oh, elaborate man. on that? We, personally, well, I've I've always liked finding uh, any kind of like locally owned mom and pop kind of place. Like if I'm in a good town, I normally ask around like, where can I eat? It's not a chain. Like, what's good here? What what's what's the local culture like and those are the places i like regardless of what kind of food it is i like to know what the independent uh the family owned family ran because then you're yeah. not just getting a meal you're getting uh you're getting a part of their their lifeblood their experience their their passion their their lifeblood goes into that food sometimes it's funny like even if they're kind of an asshole or kind of cranky or just kind of their disposition there's still a good vibe there you know what i mean it's yeah yep. like when you watch, uh, what's his name, the Gordon Ramsay guy on TV when it comes to food, you know, if he's cussing you out, it's not because he's an asshole, it's because 
to show them food that might kill somebody. Yeah, it's, yes. it's, it comes from a place of passion rather than just being an asshole. You know, one thing about being on the road is, at least for me, like if, if we're traveling from town to town doing shows, I got to stay on a kind of a regular decent diet or or my stomach gets all fucked up. Well, and it's hard, too, especially the further you're driving. Um, I mean, it's hard to eat good on the road or healthy on the road, but uh, but you can you find there's some really tasty spots. The only problem is sometimes, like, you're, let's say there's 12-hour drive between your Friday night show and your Saturday night show. There's no real time to get a hotel, no time to sit and eat. You might, you know, you just got to get back on the road and, and roll out for the next day, you know, and get to the next town. So, so right. you know, there are a lot of drive through windows. Him and I are both a big fan of the whenever we find one, we're a big fan of the Godfather's Express. If you get a Godfather's <laughs> pizza in, in a gas station, we we zero in on those. We've got them mapped out from from um, from Kansas to Chicago. Man, we know what pretty and much they all are. He is not kidding. These guys love Godfather's Pizza. If anybody deserves a Godfather sponsorship, it is you two guys. Yeah, Godfathers, wake the hell up, man. We're, we're on the map. <laughs> we we've been paying your light bill for years. <laughs> we know. A couple years ago, we were. I kind of half joked, and we never did it. But we talked about going because their their headquarters is in Omaha, which is a uh, semi regular, often on spot for us. So we actually thought about filming some some spots out at the uh, Godfather's oh. headquarters, like kind of. Uh- DX invasion style. You guys right. tag them every time too. I mean, they know. <laughs> They've given us a few uh, a few uh, social media shout outs, or whatever. Not not as much as uh, old Milwaukee. The old, old Milwaukee's recognized a little more than they have, but that is a, that is a pay the bills either. So. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Because that's what we want. We want rematches. Because this time, when we play the tune, it'll be loud and clear. So, this is the end of the episode, portion of the show where my guest shamelessly shows the fuck out of you. Mr. Eric, show my audience, please. Show, show. What can I show? Um, well, uh, yeah, I, I still play music, of course, and I think I talk about that in uh, Squib Central uh, before already. But, um, you know, um, keep an eye out for Northless stuff happening. we got a new drummer now. We'll be playing out more, and, and I hope we'll have a new record next year. That's fingers crossed. Um, and then uh, if you haven't checked out my solo project, Cyrictus, yet, that record's available. Um, you can pick it up online or for me, uh, preferably through the band camp because that's just easier for me to track orders and things. And then um, my band, my second band, Ara, um, our record is going to come out sometime this year, I hope. It's I been, can't wait for that, man. Oh, thank you. It's been it's been over a year that we've been working. Well, I mean, it's, it's recorded. We're just waiting for the everything else to fall into place. Sure. So it's all sl- happening slowly but surely, but this day and age, stuff doesn't always happen instantaneously. So that's, that's about what I have to show at the moment, you know. Awesome. So do you have an idea for what may be coming for us next shot of video episode? Have you thought this through? I do, I do think, and even though I've seen this movie before, I want... You know, if we're gonna, I kind of almost think we should alternate a little bit. Between, oh, do you want me to pick one? Well, you can or, pick one if you want. Or, what, or do you, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, you know, so we started off with with last season, which is fantastic, which was an action movie, right? Survival action movie, right? And then we have Gun Blast, which is an action movie, and it's quote unquote action, action movie. movie, and it's a it's an enjoyable piece of hot garbage. Yes. So the next movie I wanted to show to show is a is a horror movie. It's oh, a slasher. Finally. Um, and it's a really awesome, well done flick, 
And basically, if it had a bigger budget, it would have been considered a, a slasher classic. If you'd have seen it, you know, uh, on any shelf in a video store and rented it, it would be like, you know, what's a good example? You ever see that movie Edge of the Axe? Yes. Okay. So you know how awesome that is yeah. and not everybody knows about it? Yeah. It would be, if, if this movie that I'm referencing had the Edge of the Axe budget, it would be as big as that is now. Okay. Um, the problem is it's rare and... Not a lot of people know about it. And it gets shot on video, and you're automatically turning off a huge segment of the population because they don't want to watch some fucking camcorder movie, but they don't realize it's actually shot by a professional guy who knows what he's doing. The only difference is it's on a beta cam instead of... It's the format. Right, it's yeah. the format. So I won't name the name. I want somebody... I want people to sort of be shocked, I guess, when they... Okay. You know, I don't want anybody... I want everybody to come into this with no... Preconceptions. All right, so uh, that's it. Amy, your first podcasting experience. What do you think of this? Oh, this this was something. It was, was something. It was something. That's that's nice. that's the perfect way to end this episode. Ah. So, <laughs> all right, guys, have a good one. find Astro Radio Z on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, and anywhere that podcasts are found. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and email us questions, concerns, or just general chatter at astroradiozpodcast at gmail.com. You want to hear more than just the regular show? Go over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash all the gimmicks and get not only bonus episodes of Astro Radio Z, but other podcasts like All the Gimmicks and the podcast at Orgy Castle, all for the low price of $1 a month. Coming from me, Derek Carey, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.